Welcome back. I'm Jacqueline. And it's Alana. Here's another episode of Black and Yellow for you guys. Woohoo! Election edition! Hey. Yay! <laughs> so by the time that this airs, which should be later on today, if not the beginning of tomorrow, it will <laughs> If be... you're listening to this, it has aired. <laughs> It will be essentially the weekend before elections, which are this coming Tuesday, November 6th. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement in the air, a lot of a lot of a possibility for change. It is. I know yeah. the Democratic base, the base that I'm a part of, is very much jazzed and excited and is doing a lot of early voting. I am one of those early voters. Yep, I have not voted yet. I'm one of those early voters. I um I the way that my life has been going the past couple of months, I often work on Tuesdays. Oh, I see. And so I wanted to make sure that I rocked my vote, got it in early, and I'm not like stressing about it. Right, right, right. That's good. That makes I that's... feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm too old to use the excuse of like, I can't vote. Like I had to Oops, work. Like that's I bullshit. Had work. That's totally bullshit. But I think in prep for this episode. You and I talk about a lot of racial politics and gender politics. Really? But we <laughs> it's like what we stand for. But it seems like we don't ever just talk about politics. Politics. Yeah, we we talk of yeah we've talked about politics in terms of like history right. and like why it's affected us and how we've come to be. Blah blah blah. But yeah, you're right. We don't well because also it's like so much of the world gets so political mm-hmm. all the time. That it happens all the time with other people too, where just people just like let's not get political about this, you know. Yeah. And I think you and I, I don't think we consciously have decided not to be political, but on a certain level, we have somehow just chosen not to be political. Often, I, yeah, I would totally agree with because that. of how much of it is actually so apparent in media that, mm-hmm. like, why? And you know, there's no, there's no point in doing that. Um, I think we have somehow. Yeah, I feel like I, I would whether we, we knew we were doing it or not. I do feel like there's a lot of political media out there. Like there are people better than us talking politics. Yes. Yeah. So let them do it. <laughs> so let them do it. <laughs> so today's episode, we're not going to bore you with who you should be voting, voting for, voting for, voting for, uh, or the fact that you should vote. Right. We're just going to talk about why Jack and I vote. Right. Two very different... Or why our people vote or don't vote. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're just talking through why today. Mm-hmm. Some 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 facts that are important to both of us. Hopefully, if you are listening to this and maybe you are on the fence about voting, maybe you're not so jazzed about the choices of your particular area, perhaps listening to this will inspire you to just get out there and get your voice heard. Jack and I are not going to sit here and be like, you need to vote. It's yeah. your civic duty. Right. Everyone has the responsibility to make the yep. decision that they feel is best for them. Yep. And we're just going to tell you why we vote. Yep. And we don't live in a country where it's like, you know, breaking some sort of rule if you don't vote. Because there's, you know, a lot of countries, I know Brazil's one of them for sure, where you it's mandatory to vote. Is it? Yeah. Every, I didn't know every that. citizen has to vote. And if you don't vote, then you're breaking the law. Oh, yeah, wow. There has to be a couple other countries that are like that. But I know Brazil is for sure. And they just elected their new president. I know that Anyways, my parents... Side note. Oh, <laughs> I like side notes. I yes. feel like the side notes always teach me something. Yes. My parents definitely impressed upon me from an early age that you should vote. It is your civic duty. Mm. That was very much a driving... Well, yeah, judge. Totally. Yeah. But also within the African-American community, not only did we fight for our right to vote, once we got the right to vote via the 15th Amendment and the Voting Rights Act, we then had we then lost our lives upholding the 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 ability to vote, like exercising our right to vote costed African-American people their lives. 
I see. And so it is this this feeling of honor the work that not only women, in my case, but also African-American people that have come before you that really fought to exercise this right. Don't let yeah. either one of two, either one of those two bases down. I see. And, and, and lost their lives trying to pave the way and making to make sure that African-Americans could vote or were voting. That and then sense. once we secured the right to vote in a place like Mississippi, for instance, where in the South. There was the the African American population is so dense that yeah. we really had the opportunity to change the status quo of politics. Right, and <laughs> in in places like Mississippi, so. for instance, those white voters were like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, can't." Too many black people. We don't oh, want wow. them to come along, voice their opinion, and change the way that we want our politics to go. Let's either kill them on the way to vote. vote. Or um, suppress their vote, which was super duper popular, which we could talk about in this episode. But um, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a way of oh, respecting so and honoring the people that have come before the lineage. Me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's that's so crazy. Like that's it's 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 so interesting to think that people who fought for that right and once are even already got the right to vote still were either getting killed because. Of the color of their skin, you know? Like, it's just... Well, white people do not like when you try and change the trajectory of their politics. They don't like no. when, when any racial group stands in between yeah. their candidates that Yet, they want to Yet, all these, these racial groups can go ahead and um, sort of build the infrastructure of everything in their lives. Right. Like, let's not get started. Don't get, get me started you. on that. So let's like, I, since I, I brought it up, let's just talk a bit about the 15th Amendment, shall we? Yes, let's. So the 15th Amendment, which granted African-American men the right to vote, was adopted into the U.S. Constitution in 1870. Despite the amendment, by the late 1870s, discriminatory practices were used to prevent African-Americans from exercising their right to vote, specifically in the South. It wasn't until the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that legal barriers were outlawed at the state and local levels if they denied blacks their right to vote under the 15th Amendment. And so the 15th Amendment essentially states, quote, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color or previous conditions of servitude. The amendment goes on to state that the Congress shall have power to enforce the article by appropriate legislation. So while that might have been the, so while the 15th Amendment was definitely in place, um, (coughs) white people, specifically in places like Mississippi, Hmm. developed ways for suppressing the African-American vote by uh, something called the Magnolia Plan. And essentially the Magnolia Plan was... White people who did not want African-American people to essentially have the right to vote because they could change. We, our voice could change the turnout of a potential election. They would instate difficult tests or make us pay poll taxes and as an effort to um, make it harder for black people to vote. And, and by... And by difficult tests, you mean... So there was a literacy test. Oh. Or there was geez. a poll tax. So the literacy test, the liter- literacy test essentially uh, made African-American people read long passages prior to going into the, to the 
the booth or the, the booth whatever. To vote. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, it was a way of holding African American people back because obviously during those times, our education system was null and void. A lot yeah. of African American people were disgustingly undereducated. Right. So it was a way of of white people saying, "Hey, listen, if you can't." read if you can't just if you can't understand our policy how can you vote on our policy we need I you see. to exercise the fact that we need to to be able to it's like believe. filtering through in a way too yeah and, like and we have to believe that you are capable and competent mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. read these long passages mm-hmm. of text and um our registrar will essentially say yes you are are fit and competent to vote or no you are not White people would would read, like, short sentences. Black people would read very long, dense Right. What does that have anything to do with picking your leader? Um, it will, it's it's part of voter suppression. Oh, I see what you mean. Same with poll, same with, uh, poll taxes. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a common refrain during that time was, like, democracy is expensive. People have to count all those those uh, yeah, those ballots, votes, and the- that's expensive. So, you've got to essentially show that you that you are passionate about participating in our U.S. political structure. You've got to show that you're passionate about voting by paying these poll taxes. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, that's so messed up. Yeah, voter suppression is like very much alive and real. I believe. Yeah. Still today. Yeah. In the United States. Right. 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 Um. Sorry, I got a little bit off track. No, I'm saying all, all that to say, I think that as an African-American woman in the United States today, I know that my vote has value, which is a, a big part of the reason that I vote uh-huh. and that I am so passionate about voting yeah. and that I take it so seriously. Yeah. We've seen it's that... Your parents sort of also instilled that in you when you were young. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think that helped immensely. We've seen that the African-American female vote or the African-American vote, period, can really change the course of an election. We saw that with Doug Jones in mm-hmm. Alabama. We saw that in Virginia. And so I think that it's important to continue to show my value by showing up to vote. Yeah. And as a side note, most African-Americans generally vote Democrat. Right. Which right, is right, another right. sort of reason for the voter suppression I coming see. from the Republican side. That's so interesting because I, um, I think on our end, as far as... I like to put this into two categories, okay. which is Asians, okay, which could be like Asian immigrants or not necessarily just not Asian American. Mm-hmm. So you have the 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 thing with now you can get it can get kind of tricky because the thing with being Asian American, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean that you were born here, right? Probably, yeah. That I means that so. you speak English, right? That means that you had some sort of an American um, United States education. The problem oh, okay. is... okay. I guess I didn't think about that part of it. In a but sense, sure. right? Uh, most likely probably like some sort of college or mass, you know, some okay. sort of uh, higher education. Got it. Um, the thing with that is that a lot of the Asians that are either, that have lived here for a while or are Asian American, I would say a big chunk of the of the Asian population don't feel that they are Asian Americans. Even though you would call them Asian Americans, okay. either because um, their parents are immmigrants, mm-hmm. and those immigrant parents don't feel Asian American, right? For sure, because you know either it's English as a second or even third or even a fourth language, mm-hmm. um, or they're not even very still very good at or competent at English. Got it. So on the Asian side of it, we don't not not only that. If you think about our episode, which 
um, we love, the model minority myth. Oh my god, I love that episode. <laughs> really, it's probably my favorite episode. Yeah. Probably talks about how, um, you know, this whole idea of us being submissive and quiet, mm-hmm. people sort of tend to look over us and and not really say, no one ever goes, hey, why aren't you voting to an Asian? Like that, like. That is actually a really true You don't question point. an Asian person. I've actually never, I, I hate to say this, I've never actually given it much thought. You, yeah, it's true. I mean, I think now it's changing more than ever. Right. And media is helping that a lot with Crazy Rich Asians and like how people are voicing out and everything. But it's, it's true. It's, I, I think that, I think Asian Americans do care about politics. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's, I don't think it's that we don't care. Right. Um, it's just hard to identify with either party because we don't have much representation. Yeah, no one is speaking to you. Yeah, we no one reaches out to us. Right. No one kind of targets us. Right. Um and then so and so they tend to not even really vote. That makes that's actually that makes a lot of sense. I, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm like, well, wh- what was the last candidate that I know of, either locally or nationally, that took a second to reach out to the Asian American yeah. base, even in, in densely Asian neighborhoods yeah. in Los Angeles? Yeah. I mean, maybe San Francisco is a big one. And obviously, Arcadia, where I'm from, I think, you know, the city mayor or something was Asian and all this stuff. But it's even that. It, it, it's, they don't, we never, that my, I mean, my mom's an immigrant. She never told me to, she never taught me the importance to vote because she would vote, I think, when she was, became an American citizen. But she was never um, very, like, highly opinionated about mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is who I support and that's it, really. Not really even educating me on it. Yeah. Not that it's her fault, even. Yeah. The feeling of instilling a civic duty, yeah, I do feel like it plays a very large role in it. And since I was essentially told from childhood, this is part of being a citizen. This is how you fight for yourself and make your voice heard. I mean, the younger you instill that, the better. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's just I think what it is, if I had to put it in a sentence, it's just like an overall general feeling overall general feeling Mm -hmm. that that makes sense um of just not feeling um that we belong in american politics yeah because we don't feel like we really belong in america and we're still fighting that that yeah definitely no for sure i mean i've said it on the show before that asian people are are always looked over and viewed as the invisible race but it's but when you do vote we you come out in mass yeah we we like it's it's like we have a lot of weight in it yeah and for like, sure we like we'll take like we, you know the mark like the winning margin up by quite a bit when we do vote right which is interesting to think like wow so we we actually can make a difference mm-hmm. and all it takes is either feeling somehow more involved by representation um i wonder how much of this they talk about like more now more than ever of it being like diverse in let's say like you know if you like like I like looking like let, let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh for a second like looking sure. at all those judges like thinking like I the first thing I thought was like there's not a single Asian one mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's great yeah, you, yeah, had, totally. you had some African Americans and you had like females and males all mixed up you know versus it all being male before like right. it's starting to change but you can see how it's it's getting there but you can see how like it's sort of evolving into something but it's still not there isn't <laughs> Much. Well, it doesn't feel like the conversation's really happening. I exactly. Mean, when I go and see my parents on the west side, they are close to some some pretty densely African-American areas. And 
political speak happens there. It happens in the streets. There's political signage. African-American women especially have been doing living room political meetings for years Mm. where women will get together and drink wine and have some Mm. sort of little niblets and really talk and commiserate about politics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a very common thing in our community. And I feel like I, I drive through densely Asian parts of town and I'm like, this is like political no man's land. Yeah. Like, there is no political signage. I hear nothing of politics. No one really cares. Yeah. And that's not a, and I don't think that's a fault of Asian people. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Um, if no one is talking, I guess I say I don't think that's a fault of Asian people because if no one is talking to you, what are you supposed to talk about? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the message isn't trickling down to your communities. Right. And then it sort of brings us back to the model minority myth where it just sort of categorizes us as like hardworking, mm-hmm. um, successful and non-disruptive. Well, yeah, because I always thought that was also part of the Asian success ethos, right? Yeah, it, like and it is. Self-sufficient. In a sense. Keep to yourself. Work really hard. You will be successful. Yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying. A hundred percent. I think... Right. I think as a black woman, our world is definitely changing. I think another reason that, and I, and perhaps you feel like this as well, but for so long, African Americans, African American women have been constantly undervalued. What we add to society has been undervalued. What, mm-hmm. what we sort of, what we add to the, the political landscape, I feel is constantly undervalued, which to me is bullshit because historically African American women show up. Yeah. When it's an LGBT rights uh, in que- an LGBT right in question, African American women are there. When it's about immigrant rights, African American women mm-hmm. show up. When it regards families being ripped apart mm-hmm. under bullshit Republican law, mm-hmm. African American women show up. But on the flip side, white people don't show up for us. Mm. When it's criminal justice issues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or when it's something black specific. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think that's also another <laughs> part of the reason that I so passionately show up to vote is my way of saying, stop undervaluing me because I'm here. Yeah. Stop like I'm just as equal as right. you. Yeah. And in fact, my voice has a yeah. lot of sway yeah. when my people turn out in yeah. mass. And so I think this, like, hopefully Generation Z and, you know, maybe more of my first first or second generation are feeling more of that, you yeah. know, of, like, feeling empowered and, and wanting to... And more visible. And more visible. And I think social media has helped a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what it, it does come down to still feeling like foreigners in your own country. Which is a terrible, terrible feeling. Yeah, I mean, think about the Asians in the South. Mm-hmm. Literally, I was watching it. There's this really good yeah. documentary. There's this fantastic documentary bit. Oh, man, I can't remember the, the name of it off the top of my <laughs> it's head. Okay. But there has been Asians living in the South mm-hmm. for 40, 50 plus years serving blacks and whites. Mm-hmm. There was this Chinese family that split up into like, so one had a liquor store on one side of the street and the other had to like it was the wife and the kid and then the husband and the kid on the other side Mm -hmm. and one side served the white people and the other side served the black people and back then they couldn't own property so they would sleep in the back of their shops oh yeah and to this day this woman was talking oh god I have to send it to you it's amazing I I can't believe someone hasn't made a movie about this yet she has been living I think somewhere in Mississippi and she has been living in Mississippi for what I think 30 or 40 years wow she walked into a store and some white woman said, are you ornamental? Oh. And she went, excuse me? 
first of all, it's Oriental. Right. Second of all, you who don't says that who anymore? says that. But I mean, I mean, think about it. They're they're still like in the nineties, you know, like based on the message we read on um from um El yes, Grace. Yes, yeah, yes, right? yes. That's true. So. So that makes me feel like, wow, you've been here. You've actually served. You've been, you're part of history. And still feeling like an outsider in your own country mm-hmm. really doesn't make you feel empowered or even attracted to voting because it's this whole slew of, am I going to make a difference? Do I even want to make a difference? Yeah. Am I even going to be acknowledged? Is my vote going to count? I mean, these are the things I thought about. Like, Definitely. I didn't, I didn't vote till maybe two, three years ago, if I can even remember. Oh, wow. I okay. Think, I didn't think it was important. I mean, granted, I was younger and maybe not as into this movement as right. much as I am now, but realizing that my mom never made it a big deal, schools never made it a big deal, at least for for me, I felt like. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I didn't I didn't see the importance in voting um until maybe probably the most after Trump got elected. I you think know? a lot of people A lot of people stand by that as well, I'm sure. What? No, I wasn't gonna say that. I mean yes, but I I, I think a, as long as you wake up, right? And right. I think that his election definitely made a lot of people wake up. Oh, and I for think sure. A lot of people are 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 fired up, are jazzed, are stoked right. around voting in mass. Yeah. Which I think is great. Right. I think that for me, there are certain issues that are not treated with the amount of urgency mm. that I would like to see issues that are important to my community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um really addressed and handled in a matter of with in a a quick careful and effective manner and i feel like if the asian community could like get the the things that are important to them together and then just start voting in mass to put people in office that they know has their back and their best interests in hand i feel like the world i feel like we could fucking change the world yeah for African-American people, it's like mass incarceration, criminal justice, affordable education, affordable lower income housing, racial profiling via the police. Like these are issues that are so important to to my particular community. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the more that I show up and vote, mm-hmm. I will put people in a, a in an office mm-hmm. to essentially effectively handle these very important uh, political matters. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that. But I think, like, if the Asian community did the exact same thing... We would definitely make a difference. I yeah. mean, we're the fastest-growing minority group here in America. Like, that's... We're the fastest-growing. So why... Well, I don't know about 2018, but 2017, that was a real fact. Mm-hmm. So so I think if people can get more fired up, and I think after Trump... I think even after once Trump got elected, a lot of immigrants, um, yeah. you know, probably... Like, I know my mom was, you know, really, like, you know distraught about it so i think even even with that being said um still only 56 percent of eligible asian american voters are even registered to vote isn't that crazy oh i didn't realize that that was the figure yeah wow it's really low and in some elections only 84 percent of asian americans voters even vote so you take that big chunk of people that are registered to vote and only 84 percent of that still even vote i would be interested to know the age breakdown there like is it older asians that vote or is it younger asians that tend that of that percentage that tend to vote like i would be interested to to know that the statistics of it because you know there's proof that when we do vote we make a difference for sure so that's kind of the answer. Right? I also, and I don't know if this is fact or not. I wonder if Asian people, because 
we don't really expect you guys to turn out in mass and vote. I wonder if you guys get uh, less politically fucked with than black people. Oh, yeah. And that has to do with the model minority myth of like, we'll, we'll stay quiet. So why is anyone going to bother us? But see, you know I, I mean? think you guys should use that to your advantage. Right. Because we're loud. And yeah. that's why black people get <laughs> fucked with in terms of like voter suppression. Mm-hmm. No one is expecting Asian people yeah. to show up and vote. No. Like even better. Yeah. Like, so ha ha ha, I think that we're quiet as we are over here turning out in mass. Yeah. To t- now, again, I don't know if most Asian people vote Democrat or Republican. Right. That's... What do they do? We know. I, I'm. I didn't look into that. I'm. I'm not entirely sure because. Just a question, because if no one is expecting you guys Should to show up and vote, uh, oh, I was going to pull up another note. But oh we, yeah, I go mean, ahead. We, no, do your thing. We can if you would like to. I um, I was just wondering, like, if no one's expecting you guys to show up and vote, then you should vote in mass to really stand behind these political movements that you that yeah. are important to you, that can really help the lives of Asian Americans throughout the United right. States. Well, here's my thing, is that, like, honestly, if I'm not mistaken, and based on the articles that I've read, is that most Asians, the majority of Asians, don't even favor a party. Do you see what I mean? Like, Oh, I see what you the, mean. The trickling downs of, like, like that article just said 40% of, of Asians don't even favor a party. Got it. That the feeling of not being American, right, Got it. Then results in really not caring. Mm-hmm. And that results in not picking a side or not picking a party or right. not being supporting a group. Right. Um, that could actually change your life and your children's lives um, and and where you live and how you live. Um, yeah. So it, it's all sort of like you can see it's where it stems from. It, it is. It's, Got it. It's it, it it's like with everything with, you, you know, what you were talking about, the 15th Amendment. And but your guys' side is... It's tragic in a sense of, like, obviously coming out with the light on the other side of yeah. being able to vote and voicing your opinion and being really opinionated and and, <laughs> and, and, and having some sort of, like you said, like a duty to, 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 the, to your people. Mm-hmm. But we don't have anything of that. Yeah. And as, actually, and as I was, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, we also have like candidates in office who are running. Yeah, like we have, have lots Barack of African. <laughs> like, can I just yeah. throw that out there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like y'all, y'all got some representation. It's true. And, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Barack Obama was a win for us, too. You right. Know? But representation is important. Like representation Shoot. is is vastly important. The minute that you can see yourself in someone else who holds a political office or who holds a status in society that you would like to emulate, you feel like it's possible. Yes, totally. Yeah. So I could also see why the trickle down, why Asian people don't feel empowered to vote because there's Mm -hmm. no one that they feel is representing them Mm -hmm. or really has their best interest at heart that's not a... Like a double-sided best interest, right, 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 right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I totally understand. I didn't realize that uh, that Asian people really didn't choose a political party. Yeah, that's I think that's interesting a lot to me because it's that's sort of where it stems from. Yeah, I you guess. Know? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely see what you're saying. I think, um, I think I've said this before. Like my showing up and casting a vote is almost like an act of rebellion. Yeah. Because I feel like the Republican Party is still suppressing our right to vote, but I also feel like uh. it's it's a way of, of standing in solidarity because we do have so many African Americans on the ballot uh, on a local level mm. and on a state level, and I feel like I'm incredibly proud to bear witness to that. I think that the 2016 election of Donald Trump really 
fired up African Americans because we we always knew that this sort of racism yeah, existed. After Obama coming comes Trump, like that was just yeah. White was, America really doubled shock. down on their racial politics and yeah. and by voting for Trump. I, mean, I had conversations with Trump voters that said after Trump got elected and after what he was doing, mm-hmm. they regretted voting for Trump. I literally had conversations with people like that, and I was like. Because I would sort of be sort of more very outspoken and and kind of call out the people that that voted Trump. This is when I was working at the restaurant and people would be like, oh, yeah, I voted for Trump. And I'd be like, oh, how do you feel? And they would just shake their heads, you know. So he was an awakening. He was Trump was necessary. Like he was a reflection of where America was at. Mm -hmm. And I think hopefully after this. Oh, I just, it's just, it's crazy. Well, you know, black women have been voting for good education for years. Yeah. And maybe if people just listen to more black people and we got some education, um, motherfuckers wouldn't be voting for a stupid candidate. I mean, I'm just saying, like, no bias. No bias. I'm just saying, I have But this black theory. women, like, we know where it's at. Yeah. Like, listen to a black woman. If ever in your life you're like, I just don't know what to do. Politically, listen to a black woman because oh, we know we saw Donald Trump coming. We even let white America know and they didn't want to listen. No, it's it's uh, yeah, it's we could start to get really political. We here. can't. Let's we could totally start. So anyways, let me I just want to say, yeah, to be honest, mm-hmm. voting wasn't very important for me. Got it. Based on everything, all the grounds we just covered. Mm-hmm. I never really thought that I would make a difference. Right. Um, How do you feel now? I'm still not sure, to be honest. Okay. Um, I still feel like uh, I would hope that people, Asian Americans that are either first or second or third or fourth or fifth or whatever, um, start to really support one each other mm-hmm. and um, start to awaken and um, wonder why we don't have much representation in politics. Mm-hmm. And I hope that those people who really feel passionate about it start to pursue pursue politics as a form of career um it is probably really rewarding and on 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 the on the other hand people who aren't in that position are still going to be rewarded by having representation Mm -hmm. so i would just say to anyone listening who has any slightly interest in in becoming a politician just to really go for it and to not be afraid um because the world is changing and we do need more representation and we're sort of Asian Americans are ready to like, how fucking cool would it be like to have like an Asian president? Like, very fucking cool. Shit. I think it'd be very fucking cool. <gasps> Is the world ready? No, no, the world's not, not ready for all. a black female president. So I no. don't. I would hardly think that the world is ready. Well, you know, I don't know. Like I don't. When I'm thinking between a, a black female president or an Asian male president, I don't know what America would take first. Actually, yeah, me neither. You know, yeah. Food for thought. Food for thought, y'all. Anyway, so I'm, I'm gonna vote. Um, I have to vote, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm coming to terms with with how much of, of us not having representation and us sort of, you know, um, quietly doing our own thing because we don't feel <coughs> American enough. And there's still a long way to go for us to ever feel American enough. I mm-hmm. think I don't feel very American. I went to, I just took a trip and I went to Washington and I was the only Asian person anywhere I went. And that doesn't surprise me. And I yeah. was, I felt weird. Yeah. So, you know, but I'm, I'm spoiled here in California where of everyone's course. liberal and, you know. So anyways, that being said, um, 
yeah, it's 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 been it's so interesting to sort of come like come to terms with these feelings and and talk about them with you guys because I don't think I ever really have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we've never actually spoken about voting or voting habits until prepping for this episode. Yeah. Um, and as I'm sitting here realizing that, I feel like I like I feel like I have to ask, what do you think? Two part question. Okay. What do you think has to happen within the Asian American community to inspire voting? Question one. Mm-hmm. And question two, do you think that as more first generation, as the older Asian generations are dying off and you've got more first yeah. generations yeah, yeah, yeah. having families, creating communities, right. really planting roots, do you feel like that community will start to latch on to voting and the importance of voting and will start to teach that to generations to come? Definitely. Um First question, I think showing either like hard facts or hard numbers of like, listen, when you guys voted, Mm -hmm. this is what happened. Like in pie charts and graphs and numbers and colors and all this stuff that would actually give us, you know, like. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Hot flashes, all warm and fuzzy. We'd really like those numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Show me those numbers. Show me those numbers. (laughs) Show me those percentages, pie charts. Um, I think having that kind of exposure at a young age, um, I think social media is going to be really helpful in that and celebrities kind of paving the way. Like Constance Wu had this whole thing about voting that I was like, that's fucking awesome. Great. Um, So that being said, I think just having more exposure to um, the hard facts and the hard numbers of and proof of when we do vote, what difference it make because that's stuff I had to look for. You know? Oh, it wasn't readily available. I had to like type in specifically like how come Asians don't vote? Why do Asians vote? Got it. Like actual, and I had to ask that question. No one just came and offered that for, to me. Whereas, you know, how many numbers of whatever, whatever is constantly being like spit, spit it out and spit out in the news, you know? Yeah. Um, that's so interesting because I didn't have to look for a single bit of that when I was doing my my research. Really? No, I know how African Americans and African American women we save white America from themselves. Yeah, white America is almost always divided. Look at fucking Alabama. Yeah. Like white America couldn't get on the same page. No, could not. No, and not black women really can't. Black people. I'm a woman, so I'm going to say black women <laughs> really came and like gave that W. Yeah. to the Democrats. Because it wasn't, it, had right. we not showed up, Doug Jones would be, was it the governor? I have no idea. Look it up. I think it was the governor, I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was saying all that to say, like, I didn't have to search for that information because I knew, I know that, Af- that African Americans and African American women really have the power to change the political status quo. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, that's, and that's amazing. And so I think Asians are capable of that. Um. The answer to your second part question is, uh, I might be a specific, a different type of breed, or maybe because I'm first generation, that I still feel closely rooted to my immigrant roots because mm-hmm. I am so close to my mother. But I do feel, however, that the second generation here, um, and maybe even some first gens, um, do feel more American than I do. Hmm. Um, assimilate way more easier. Um, don't have to coat change as much. Don't really feel the model minority. Um, I think there's a, a lot more of them than me <laughs> um, to say as far as like not feeling American. I uh-huh. feel like more and more Asian Asians are starting to feel more American than maybe I feel as American at this point in my life. Got it. Um, so I think as a result of that, they will readily go and search and find and, and digest information um, 
that would allow them to possibly vote more and earlier and faster and and speak more openly about it um, and be more opinionated like you guys are. Yeah. Instead of just sort of hush-hush in the background and then sort of be like, I can just imagine like a kid coming home and being like, Mom, this is really important. You have to, you know, and then like, you know, just like things yeah. like that that I just like start to yeah. see. Um, so the, those are my answers for you. Okay. <laughs> nice. Awesome. And Doug Jones was running for senator and obviously uh, okay. lost to Warren Moore. Okay. Mm, sorry. No, uh, okay. Th- now that we cleared that up. Right. I completely agree with you. I think that we do... <laughs> I think that Asian American teenagers are also a driving force that we mm. can't sleep on. Mm-hmm. I think teenagers in general in the United in States are, are so much more political now than I remember yeah. myself being yeah, totally. and, and the teens when I was growing up, like than I remember us being. There is something that feels very <laughs> much uh, like the 1970s mm-hmm. in terms Dakota's of our political revolution. landscape. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention that teenagers are always like, on the forefront of discovering new cool shit. Teenage Always. girls change the way that we speak. So, like, <laughs> we can't sleep on the teenagers. And I, I think especially... And social media now. Yeah. And, like, and how adept... It's instant. It's fast. For sure. Yeah. And, like, and I think that teenagers of all races are obviously, like, on the cutting edge and know what's going on and will not be lied to by mm-hmm. Congress. But I also mm-hmm. think that Asian American teenagers who maybe never really knew that they that this was an opinion that they could form now or knowing that hey politics is something that i can get into right that and the fact that i'm really good at this thing called social media yeah i combine those two together yeah and figuring that out while you're young and having your the parents support and a good environment is like a fantastic breeding ground for that person to become successful for sure and pursue their dreams and hopefully you know, um, start to increase those numbers in politics for us because that is the biggest problem. Like, it's, here's the thing, like, it's not that I was never interested. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any exposure. So if no, if you don't have exposure, I didn't know that I didn't have exposure either. I was just living my life. And if I'm not seeing the mayor or uh, a senator or, you know, like things like that, and my mom didn't help either because Mm -hmm. she's an immigrant. So what right. does she care? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you see how it can like... It trickles down and it becomes a cycle. It does. And I think that we need to break the cycle. We really the do. Cycle. Like I definitely will not do that to my children. I get you. Yeah. Okay, guys. That's our episode. <laughs> Go out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. November 6th, Tuesday. Make a plan now. Yeah. If if listening to this episode is making you remember, oh shit, I might have to work on Tuesday or I'm not going to be near my polling place on Tuesday. No, seriously, like, right. like make a plan now. Yeah. Oh, and if you didn't really ever want to vote or still is undecided, then just sit on it. Like, because I think you you said earlier, we're not going to make you, we're not going to tell you to go vote. And then at the end of this episode, we're like, go vote, go vote, go vote. I I'm just, to- I'm just suggesting to those that are going to vote. Oh, okay. Got it. To those that know they're going to vote, but haven't yet made the plan on how they're going uh, to vote. Okay, make good. that plan now. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yes. And for any Asian Americans out there that either resonate with what I said or don't resonate with what I said, Great. <laughs> that's all I wanted to put out there I actually would like to know if, if this episode resonated with any Asian American listeners yeah. of ours yeah um, reach out to us yeah, on Instagram mm-hmm. at black and yellow podcast DM us you could also email us at black and yellow podcast at gmail.com if you've got some larger thoughts and you don't want to be cut off by the the length 
restriction of, mm-hmm. uh, of the DMs on mm-hmm. Instagram. Tell me about it. Also, feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Scroll down to those stars. You can feel free to click five stars or four stars or however many stars you are. <laughs> five stars. In, in, <laughs> feeling so encouraged to click on. Uh, we would like to hear your thoughts and your opinions on this episode and how we're doing with other episodes. Yep. If you've got topic ideas, shoot them out at us. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to vote, make that plan and go vote. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. This episode was produced at Christ- by Christian Humes over at Zeitheist. Zeitheist. I love saying that. <laughs> Zeitheist. I'm Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun. I'm Jacqueline Chung-Young. And I'm also Jacqueline Chung-Young <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.